Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Well, we're always thrilled to have the ultimate inside source, Shoshana Weissman, Digital Director at R Street, uh, joining us on the line. And we're going to talk a little bit more about some of the things that were in that lovely inflation reduction bill, uh, many components of which we're still trying to figure out how they will ever reduce inflation. Uh, and uh, one of those in particular that has been of concern to a lot of folks is the additional funding for additional auditors for the IRS, making an audit more likely and uh, helping us break that down. Shoshana, as, as you saw that roll out, uh, what was your initial response? And then we'll get into some of the, the practical tacticals of how that's going to impact everybody. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, we'll see where it goes. I'm just a little nervous because I'm not sure that it'll change the systems for enforcement, just like with, you know, with any kind of enforcement agency that has rules that if you violate, you know, there's penalties. If it's not working, sometimes it can be understaffing. And I'm not opposed to that idea. But sometimes it's bad practices and bad internal practices. And we've seen that from the IRS before. So I'm not I'm not super optimistic. Of course, I hope it works. I want everyone to have an easier time at tax time. But I know many like me are dealing with the IRS getting stuff wrong. And I'm hoping that this will help them not get stuff wrong rather than them getting stuff wrong at a faster and more efficient rate. Yes, that's the scary thing to me is if we get if we get more inefficient at a faster rate, uh, I think that's a, that's problematic. And, and I think one of the interesting things, too, when you look at the breakdown in terms of the funds, uh, is that, again, a lot of money for, for more auditors to do what they've been doing uh, and very little money actually going to improving customer uh, service and customer experience. Yeah, like, for example, right now, a couple of years ago, I got a check for $600 and the IRS um, read the report as $60,000. So they think I owe $25,000. And I do not. I pay my taxes even when I don't always like what it goes to. But um, when I got the letter, I freaked out. Um, my parents have a tax guy that I've used because he's, you know, I'm terrible at this stuff and I thought maybe he can help. But every three months, I just get a message saying, we still haven't a chance, had a chance to review your evidence. We'll check back in three months. Mm. And then every three months, we still haven't had a chance. And I'm like, all right. So I'm I'm concerned about that. Um, I work with bureaucracies a lot. I'm really good at finding data, figuring out systems. I can't do it with the IRS. Like I tried getting on their call line to maybe talk to someone, could not reach someone. You know, there's nothing wrong with making a government agency more efficient or even maybe they have an idea too in here. But I would prefer 
something that's more like a pilot program personally. Um, you know, I'm no IRS expert, but from other agencies, sometimes it's a good idea to test out an idea and see if it works. Like maybe region by region of the country, you test out some reforms, see if that helps, see what it helps, um, have goals in mind. But I kind of feel like the IRS just kind of does what it wants. It takes people's stuff sometimes, it gets stuff wrong. That's, that's scary to me. I want to make sure this stuff is fixed. And assuming we're paying taxes and assuming the IRS is going to handle it, I want it to work well. Yeah. I'm just not ever confident that it will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think everybody agrees that, you know what, let's uh, we we always hear the, the tagline, everyone pay your fair share. Uh, and I think everybody wants that. And we want to make sure we, we catch bad guys and uh, bad organizations that are skirting the system. Uh, we definitely want enforcement on all of that. One of the interesting things that was proposed in the the bill, at least in terms of a talking point uh, for the bill, was the fact that this would only target those making over four hundred thousand uh, a year. Uh, but of course, if you actually read the bill text, there there really are no guardrails in terms of uh, who they can go after, who can be audited uh, under these new positions that they're creating. Uh, and as you've just described your situation, Shoshana, uh, I think it is going to be a lot of us who. We may have an accountant, but we don't have an army of accountants and tax specialists to help us navigate. Uh, and that's where I think we're going to have a lot of pain, uh, not with the, the wealthy and the well-connected, but with the rest of us. Exactly. Like, I'm not a tax policy expert either, but there is a case to be made for simplified rules and regulations because it makes enforcement easier. It makes compliance easier. And when compliance is really, really difficult, people will mess up more um, intentionally or not. You know, sometimes people are trying to get around certain regulations. Sure. But, um, yeah, when it's when it's this difficult, you need more agents to be able to enforce stuff. You you know, you have that problem. And, um, yeah, a lot of times there's talking points that don't line up with bill text. I, you know, you've worked in, in Senate. You know how this goes. That's just, <laughs> that's just lawmaking, honestly. But, um, I, you know, I hope it works out well. It's just I'm not super encouraged. I would have liked a little bit more bipartisanship. And I don't say that as like, you know, oh, yeah, a bar- bipartisan everything. But I think sometimes with these really big problems where we kind of all recognize like, all right, if we're going to pay taxes, we want this to work right. I would have liked, you know, some more buy-in from different sides, some more coming together and, you know, uh, kumbaya just to make this work as best it can. And maybe some scholars to study what if we did it this way or this way, you know, where's the problems? The other thing I guess that gets me too is that we've had, you know, the um, the Office of the tax- Taxpayer Advocate, and they have lots of data on this, like mm-hmm. all this stuff showing what's going wrong. And I'm not sure that data is being put to good use, but it's great that we have the data. So like, you know, maybe we put that data on what's going wrong to good use to solve the problem. So I feel like there's just there's a lot more that can be done. I'd like everyone to come together and figure this out. But um, I'm not so sure that's happening here. Yeah. And it and it definitely is not a uh, let's, let's have a kumbaya just so we can all have a group hug and, and feel good. Uh, but I think there there is some good policy to be had, and I think there's some agreement on some of those things that often get lost in this. Uh, I, I do uh, want to uh, extend an invitation to have you help me pass the uh, Truth in Advertising Bill bill uh, so that every bill title has to match what is actually in the bill and a description that actually has to tell you what is in the bill and what is not and how it will be paid for. Uh, I think we need to pass that bill. I love it. You're a dreamer. Um, man, <laughs> could you imagine if we knew what was inside every bill? I, I just couldn't imagine. Like, we could even just call it, like, read the headline bill, <laughs> where you don't have to read what's in it. You know, you got it. Everyone agrees. Could you imagine that, like, 
heaven on earth. Uh, it would be fantastic. We're we're waiting. The unicorns are on their way. They've been summoned, and uh, that's how that bill will <laughs> ultimately get passed. Uh, Shoshana, are the sloths on their way too? Yes, always, always. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, before I let you go, just as, as you look forward uh, into the fall, uh, what are some of the things that you have your eye on? I'm always curious what you're watching, especially as Congress comes back into session. It might be for little spurts and, and fits and starts uh, in the midst of all the campaigning before the midterm. Uh, but what are some of the issues that you've got your eye on? I don't say this to be cliche, but I, I'm actually watching Utah closely. I like Governor Acosta's work a lot, and he's done some really smart stuff. Um, even when he makes vetoes, he has some really good logic, real sound logic, and it's encouraging to see. Um, I don't watch Congress too much, in part because it stresses me out. And, uh, you know, <laughs> these big, gigantic bills, like, it's hard to make sense out of it. There's good bits and pieces in, sure. in many of them. But, you know, I, but uh, I've, I've enjoyed watching what's going on in Utah, the different debates. Um, they're, they're intelligent. It's a lot of fun to watch. All right. Fantastic. Shoshana Weissman, Digital Director at R Street, uh, our ultimate inside source in D.C. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Coming up, what would your life be like if the American Revolution never happened? Author and Judge Ted Stewart joins us next to discuss his new book. You don't want to miss this. Stick around on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.